The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next on Life Today, author and speaker Christine Kane shows us how to be fat-free and wrinkle-free forever. A lot of us, we go through our Christian life and we're trying to run and we just pick up weight after weight after weight after weight and we just pick up offenses and we pick up hurts and we just pick up bad habits and we just kind of go through our Christian life and go, oh, it's so hard to be a Christian. Join us as we spend Wednesdays in the Word and get our spiritual life in shape. You. And you, hey, you're going to like this. I'm James Robinson. Uh, Betty and I want to tell you about what our, our teacher has to say today, Christine Kane. Uh, how to be uh, fat-free and wrinkle-free. How does that sound? Fat-free <laughs> and wrinkle-free. I, I mean, I, think, <laughs> I even think she's talking about it like forever. And Christine Kane, I had a, a Baptist preacher tell me the other day, he said, he said, don't tell anybody I told you, but Christine Kane's the greatest preacher I ever heard. And you know, Baptist preachers don't think women are preachers, but he said she is. And let me tell you, she's just great. What a blessing. And we, we love to, to have the Wednesday programs in the Word and to bring in incredibly gifted, truly anointed of God women to share. I want to mention something, and I don't want you, I don't want you to take this lightly. Write down stream.org. Now, you can't believe, I mean, even before I came out here, I'm hearing, I cannot believe all the wisdom and knowledge and understanding. It's amazing. And all the voices of wisdom from all over the body of Christ, it's incredible. It can transform us so that we not perish for lack of knowledge. It's not James and Betty. It's the Lord speaking through people and just showing you things that are going on and how we respond. Stream.org. You ought to go there every day and just pray about what's going on. Throughout the day, it's updated. All through the day, every day. Stream.org. Well, don't you want to know how to be fat-free and wrinkle-free? Here's Christine Kane. Welcome, Christine. Here's you. And we've been looking from the book of Joshua, chapter 14, uh, uh, the life of Caleb. And he says, I'm as strong now as I was then. So I'm kind of wondering at 85, didn't your percentage of body fat get, uh, get bigger? Like what happened? What do you mean? And um, he says, I'm as strong now as I was then. But I've I got to tell you this, he must have been doing something because I, I speak a lot. So I've got a lot of screens and I have found that the older I get, the tighter I wear things here to sort of keep it all together because on a big screen, <laughs> You know, everyone's laughing in the other night, but, but it's like sometimes I will get distracted. I'll be bringing this big theological point and then I'll look up and I'll go, <laughs> it's like, it like wobbles. It wobbles and it's extremely. <laughs> and you know, the thing is that it's the, it's the area of weight training that I like the least is, you know, where you kind of, you don't want to do it. I could be on a treadmill or on an elliptical for ages, but then you get me doing that core strength or my, I call these falubulas. Okay. And my falubulas like wobble. Uh, does anyone else's, does anyone else have wobbling falubulas? Okay, that's it. Like, that's awesome. 
And you know, you're supposed to do push-ups and you're supposed to do kind of different weight things. But the thing is, um, I thought I could get away with it. And the truth is, when I was younger, I could. But the older you get, the more like, just kind of, Excess, you know, you just kind of wonder where it comes from and it doesn't matter what you do There's well, you know spiritually it's exactly the same that if you're not careful And if you don't do the right exercise and strengthen the right muscles you end up your percentage of Spiritual fat that you carry actually tends to increase and we we just fall into you know You could just have empty calories that don't really help you at all. I know this is going to be revelation to some people, but carrot cake is not really... I know that <laughs> it's, it's like carrot cake, OK? Oxymoron. Um, these are what we call empty calories, or they're going to just add on you. They have no nutritional value. There is no carrot in the carrot cake, just in case you're wondering. And, um, you know, when I say that to my daughter, she's like, Mummy, but the carrots roar out of the refrigerator. They're just not comfort food like carrot cake is. It's just, like, so different. Well, the truth is we, we could tend to do that a little bit and just end up eating a lot of food that has no spiritual nutritional value, watching a whole lot of television programs that are not really adding anything, reading a lot of trash, having conversations that we shouldn't be having. And they're not strengthening us spiritually, they're just depleting us and causing the excess weight to be carried around. And so Hebrews 12.1, I love this. It says, therefore then, when I do this, I have to actually carry these. Therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked before us. So I love it in the New King James. It says, therefore then, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside the weights. And I'm going to like teach you today with a whole, let's lay aside the weights and the sins that so easily ensnare us. So you and I are running a race in this thing called time. But what happens to a lot of us is we pick up weights along the way and we just try to run a race. Now, I, I went to the Sydney Olympics in the year 2000. Um, you know, I know you're all jealous because you'd love to come to Sydney, but, you know, some of us were blessed and highly favoured. And so I was at... <laughs> I went to the Sydney Olympics and I saw the sprinters. There was not one sprinter that was running with weights, not one. And they weren't thinking, awesome, can you give me heavier weights? Awesome, can you pull on more weights? And a lot, a lot of us, we go through our Christian life and we're trying to run and we just pick up weight after weight after weight after weight and we just pick up offences and we pick up hurts and we just pick up bad habits and we just kind of go through our Christian life and go, oh, it's so hard to be a Christian because we've just carried all of these weights because somewhere along the line, we haven't done what the writer to the Hebrews said. He says, therefore then, therefore, what is therefore? You know, in the Bible, when something says therefore, then ask yourself the question, what is this therefore? What's it therefore? Well, what's it therefore? It's because there's a whole cloud of witnesses that are listed in Hebrews chapter 11. And then the writer to the Hebrews says, well, therefore then, since we're part of this eternal divine relay, if you're going to keep running, you're going to keep staying forever young, you're going to not just run your race, but you're going to finish your course, then guess what? You're going to have to lay aside the weights. Well, what, what do you mean lay aside the weights? Well, they could be your friends. Whoa. Good Christian people. Heaven bound. You might have even got saved through them. But the fact is they've been okay to bring you this far. But if you're honest, 
you want to really push on in your relationship with the Lord, you get into a faith environment, you take 10 steps forward, you get around those friends and all of a sudden you've just taken 20 steps back. They have now become an anchor, a weight to your destiny. It could be that you're getting your counsel from people that really are not walking in the same, uh, uh, you know, just in sync with you. And they're not, they're not certainly following Jesus Christ. And of course, we all need to have friends across the broad spectrum, but not in terms of your life decisions and your greatest, wisest counsel. People that are not basing their life on the truth of God's word. Well, the truth is they're becoming a weight and an anchor and they're holding you back. And at some point, you've got to make a decision. I'm going to lay this aside. It could be anything, a number of things. It could be a level of thinking. And your thinking's been good this far, but the truth is it's now a weight because what brought you here isn't going to take you there. Your thinking at this level has been okay thus far. Perhaps your traditions, your cultural mindsets. You know, I grew up in a very staunch Greek Orthodox home. Now, in case you don't know, what I do for a living is not truly what every Greek Orthodox mother dreams that her daughter will be doing. <laughs> You know, it's just like not really what the number one goal, you know? And so it's sort of like I cannot be simultaneously obeying the Lord and doing everything my culture and tradition wants me to do. At some point, it became a weight. And some of you, and perhaps even watching this today, you know, there are things that God is calling you to move on, but you're not willing to let go of good things, but they've become a weight. So a weight doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just a good thing that's no longer a God thing. That's the challenge. And so it could be even different habits. You know, there was a time when it was okay to stay on home on Thursday night and watch something, but now the Lord wants you to serve in a certain area. So you know what? The good thing of stay, it's not that what you were doing was bad. It's just that what God has now is better. And a lot of times we are not willing to let go of weights. So they're not sins. They're just weights. And because we're not ready to let go, we go, why have I not fulfilled the purpose that God has for me? Why am I feeling like I'm just always weary and tired? It's because a good thing became a weight because you wouldn't lay it down so that you could run and finish the race that God has for you. So you're getting old. You're not staying forever young. So I wonder who's got some weights that you need to get rid of? Who's got some emotional or spiritual or physical or relational or financial weights? It was okay. But you know what? God wants you to free up some money so that you can give some money and so that you can serve people with your money. Well, what you're doing with it, it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's stopping you from doing what God wants it to do. You've got to constantly reprioritize, reevaluate. And some things that were good in one season have become a weight in another season. So you've got to make a decision to let that go. Or the writer to the Hebrews says weights and sins. Now, this makes us very nervous. Because we don't like to use that word sin in our postmodern, secularized, privatized, pluralized, trendy little 21st century, because we're all going to Nirvana in a Tirana to eat a piranha. We all love to hug a whale, kiss a tree, hold a rock. Awesome. Um, and so what happens is, you know, we don't like to call things sins because that makes people feel very nervous. And if you've just tuned in, you're like, whoa, chick on screen preacher saying sin. Yes, that's right. And it makes us all so nervous and we think, oh, no oh, no, you know, this is going to turn people off. But it's, it's quite interesting to me because nothing is a sin anymore in our world, is it? It's just like a problem. Adultery is not a sin. It's just a marriage problem. And so um, lying is not a sin. It's just a telling the truth problem. You know, it's like it's amazing <laughs> how we just have lots of problems in our society, but no sins because we don't want anyone to feel uncomfortable. And so, you know, the truth is if I had a bottle and it had a, a poison label on it and I ripped that poison label off, and I put a new label on it and I said, chocolate syrup. 
and then I put that chocolate syrup in your refrigerator, what would you, you would think I'm crazy? <laughs> because the milder you make the label, the more potent you make the poison. So what we've done to a generation is we said, let's make the label so mild so the po poison will kill you. Rather than saying, you know what, there is a sickness, it's called sin, but there is a cure. And that's the blood of Jesus. And Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth, shed his blood on a cross and rose again from the dead so that no human being needs to be separated from him. Everyone can have forgiveness for their past, a brand new start and a hope for the future. But while we keep misdiagnosing what the issue is, we're killing people. The church is not doing anyone any favours by saying we're too scared to talk about sin. Because what we're doing is saying, well, you know what? We know what the disease is. We've got the cure for the disease, but we're too scared to name it and we're too scared to give you the cure, so kill yourselves. That's really the truth of it. Because we fear being misjudged. Well, people are going to think I'm judgmental or people are going to think I'm critical. Listen, if I had cancer, I want someone to call it what it is and I want them to treat it with what it is. I don't want you to call it a common cold and then I die when you had the treatment the whole time. And so what we need to do out of love and grace and mercy is make a stand and say, this is life-giving because what you're currently in is death. And Jesus came to bring us from death to life. It's not to make bad people good, but to make dead people alive. If we, the church, would understand that, that's where the grace is, is that people are dead without Christ and they become alive in Christ. We're not heroes of some sort of behaviour modification program. Christianity is not a behaviour modification program. Let me set you free. But what it is, is a heart transformation program. And when God transforms your heart, normally your behaviour ends up changing in the process. And so we have to understand that there are some sins that are weighing us down. Things that are stopping you from staying young, and fulfilling the destiny that God has, sin will aid you. It will aid you because it makes you weary. Running, missing God's mark and chasing your own desires will make you weary over time. Oh, it's fun for a season. There's no denying that. Scripture says that. It's fun for, fun for a season, but it will take you out and it will destroy you. It only has one goal, to steal, kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we might have life and life more abundant. So I wonder, what do you have to let go of? Unforgiveness is a sin because let me tell you this, and some of you watching this, you might find this hard to understand, but I was abused for 12 years. Let me tell you what's worse than being abused for 12 years. It's carrying those abusers every day into your future through bitterness and unforgiveness. You see, I had to let go for me. Unforgiveness is like me drinking poison and expecting them to die. It's never going to happen. And so we have to learn to let go for us. So what we have to do is make sure that we lay aside not just those weights, but also those sins, bitterness, unforgiveness, lust, envy, guile, greed. You know, you can think what you want to think, but I'm involved with helping to rescue the victims of human trafficking. I don't know if you've ever walked into a brothel where a seven-year-old is being used by a 40-year-old man, and you want to tell me that's not sin? Oh, no, there's sin and evil that exists in the earth today. And so what we need to do is lay aside those things that would thwart the purposes of God and they age us. They harden our hearts and they cause us to live less than what God has for us. You know, another thing that might happen, we're talking about how to stay fat-free and wrinkle-free and it's not going to cost you anything. Well, it's going to cost you your whole life, but that's a minor part to play. <laughs> but, the point, <laughs> but the fact is that you've got to lay aside the weights and you've got to lay aside the sin. That's how you uh, begin to get rid of some of that excess baggage that you're carrying around. But the other thing is, you know, when you get older, do you notice that sometimes people experience memory loss? My, my mother-in-law, Nick's mum, 
She went promoted to heaven. She went home to be with Jesus. But, you know, towards, right towards the end, I mean, you know, the woman did really well because she had 15 kids. I wouldn't have known their names from day one. So it did take, <laughs> it did take like 87 years to get there. So, you know, I don't know if it was just like memory loss or whatever, but, but the point is that uh, it's pretty sad, isn't it, when you see people's memory and, and legends, like kind of they begin to lose their memory and you just go, whoa, I remember how sharp this is. It's, it's actually, and some of you watching this might have parents or grandparents, and it's actually quite tragic. I've, I've seen just great pain when you walk in and you know they don't recognise you. And um, it is a sign of ageing. Well, you know what a sign of spiritually ageing is when you begin to forget to remember what God has done for you. When you forget to remember that God has done some absolutely brilliant... Th I noticed that I can tell people are getting spiritually old because all they talk about is what God isn't doing rather than all the many things that God has done in their life. And I think it's important we have to intentionally not forget to remember. You know, on my um, Instagram, I've been releasing a whole series lately on don't forget to remember. And it's precisely this point, because I want to remind the people in the body of Christ to say, hey, hey, let's not forget to remember. Do you remember when the children of Israel uh, crossed over and the Lord said in Joshua 4, 1 to 10, choose 12 men, one from each tribe and tell them to take 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan. In the future, when your children ask what you, what do these stones mean? You're going to tell them these are memorial stones that our God was gracious. Our God parted the Red Sea. I know you're going through some trials and some tribulations, but you've got to remember God did it then. He can do it now. There was a whole Egyptian army that drowned. God provided manna from heaven. He was a, a, a pillar of fire by night. He was a cloud in the day. Oh, our God is faithful. He moved the river Jordan back. The, you know, the walls of Jericho came down. We went in and possessed the promise. And the Lord said to Joshua, don't you forget. Don't forget to remember. And when your children grow up and when your nation becomes secularized and when immorality runs rampant and when education turns upside down and when the world is trying to tell you all this crazy stuff, don't forget to tell your children of the great things your God has done for you. how true it is. You know, oftentimes we forget. For instance, we have forgotten. She talked about it being secularized, progressive secularism. That is the new forced theological perspective of the day. It's anti-God, against God, depend on something other than God. But when you think about God and realize the greatness of our nation was because of the greatness of our God, I do want to mention stream.org to you right now. Because you see, we don't have to perish for lack of knowledge. We can have understanding of the times. God has given us the people to show us and help us, and I pray you'll take advantage of that. Betty, we have seen miracles occur in impossible situations. And for 25 years now, we have watched what amounts to like the resurrection from the dead. We really have. We have stepped into pain and suffering, and we've extended the loving hands, compassionate hands of Christ because we've done it together. You're going to see an opportunity to reach out right now and be the answer to a heart cry and the need of many. And I think you'll be excited about it. You'll be grateful you can do it. Watch closely.
ที่ได้ทิ้งดาวดอกเทมันก็ยาลัวไฟนุ่งตัวทิ้งกวนใบใบเยอะนะมีอาชีพไปเที่ยงหลอกเขาบอกเขาบอกมวยไทยเบลอ
30, 50, $100. This is not an exaggeration. This is the truth. 30, 50, $100, we can feed three, five, or 10 children for the next several months. I mean, you make a gift today of keep giving because we know what we're doing. The missionaries know. Would you right now go to lifetoday.org? Just, just go online. Or would you dial the number? And either way, take your bank card and use it like a check to do the best thing you'll ever do, and that's give life. Would you do it, please? If you want to write a check, make it to life. But call the number and tell us you're mailing it because we have to. We, we will start calling the missionaries immediately in these programs and say, all right, go ahead, get the first part. It's coming. 400,000, 25,000 more in Sudan where just all hell has broken loose. And they're precious people. Many of them are Christians. Many of them are being persecuted like they're all over the world right now because they're Christians, like I think in the free world. We're going to begin to experience more of that. And it's tragic. should never happen. And if we release the love of God and the power of God, it's the only way we preserve anything precious. The only way we're going to give them life. We have some gifts for you to help you grow spiritually that we'll be doing and saying thank you with because we love you. Please go online or call the number and make the gift God put on your heart. And from the bottom of my heart, I thank you. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. This month, 400,000 children are depending on us for survival. And now in South Sudan, the suffering has intensified and our feeding efforts are desperately needed by an additional 25,000 children. Our mission teams are in place, but your support is critically needed to replenish and distribute food supplies immediately. When you call or go online today and make a life-saving gift of 30, 50, or $100, you will provide urgently needed food to three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. As our way of saying thank you, we'll send you Heirs to the Kingdom, four powerful messages on audio CD or USB flash drive. You'll also receive the award-winning book, Fearfully and Wonderfully Made. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request The Story, a running narrative Bible to help you engage with God's Word more easily. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by the painter of light, Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Betty and I say thank you for your help. I hope if you're calling, you get a busy call until you get through. Heirs to the kingdom. My friend Dudley Hall is so gifted to teach. Uh, you can get this uh, on a flash drive. You can get it on your uh, uh, cassette, your DVDs, and uh, what do you call them today? Compact discs, what do we call them? CDs. CDs, CDs. Yeah, <laughs> see, I'm still in, in the dark ages, you know. <laughs> You'll get it, and it's wonderful. And then fearfully and wonderfully made, the body of Christ, what we learn by looking at how our body functions, I'm telling you, I've not read many books in my life that bless me like this, and it will you. We'll be saying thanks. And to all of you for being here, thank you so much. God bless you. See you next day tomorrow.
Tomorrow, hear how the daughter of Joyce Meyer struggled in her walk with God. I can't do this anymore, God. I said I cannot live Christian life. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.